This is Local Color, distributed by Your Public Studios, a podcast dedicated to the artists, entrepreneurs, and social innovators using their talents to make Baltimore and the DMV a better place. I'm your host, Jason V, and on the show today, Yele Adelusi. She's the founder of Yele Stitches, a Baltimore-based fashion house, and if you say it long enough, it's a double entendre. It's a noun because it's the name of the company, and it's a verb because Yele is the one that stitches all her creations together. Though she loved life in her home country of Nigeria, by the glory and grace of God, she found her way to the USA for love and for destiny. If you met me about 10 years ago, I was just starting my own fashion journey. For the longest, I was your average baggy streetwear kid browsing the online fashion store Karma Loop for new threads. Once I got my style in check and learned with clothes fit comes first, I realized fashion is a means of self-expression. Whether you're decked out in the latest drops from Fear of God or cleaning up with a button-down from Charles Tierwit, dressing yourself is the closest you'll get to building your own avatar, like when Neo jacks into the Matrix and he actually looks cool. For some of us, though, it's not enough to style and wear the clothes. The material calls to them, and in their mind, they don't have just outfits planned out, but entire creations never before seen in this world. My guest Yele of Yele Stitches has been hearing that call since she was a young girl living in Nigeria. She was born in Lagos and grew up in Ogun State, and everywhere it was hot. As a teenager, Yele learned sewing and tailoring because she'd keep bugging a local tailor to make clothes for her, but never being satisfied with the result. As fashion design went from a hobby to a passion, she decided to start her own business in Nigeria, then exported it across the ocean to the United States. But business wasn't the only reason she moved to the USA. I was getting married to the love of my life, and he happened to be in Baltimore, and I was like, you know what, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Baltimore it is. <laughs> how did um how did you two meet? Uh so we met when we were teenagers in Nigeria. We went to the same church, we went to the same Sunday school. It's not like we we're crushing on each other during Sunday school, but you know how it is. <laughs> it was I, something I look, like that. <laughs> even if you are, it's okay. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> so yeah, we met when we were teenagers, and then uh, we were friends for about two, three years, and then he and his family moved to the United States. But we sort of like kept in touch and then the friendship blossomed into chemistry, to biology and into a marriage. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was it. So Mm -hmm. with with my experiences, because my wife, she is uh, Igbo, her family or her father's side of the family is from um, Imo State. So Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, When when I decided that I wanted to propose to her, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, so I, I was going to do this anyway, but I went and talked to her parents, but mm-hmm. then her dad, and also, you know, she, my wife, Ijama, she also explained to me that you have to do like the knock on the door and then there's the discovery and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so did um, your family go through that same process with your husband's family? Okay. Yeah. Something like that. So he was the guy, he came and then we add like, uh, what would I call it? Like, a, it, it's called an introduction. It's called an introduction. So it's like a, an engagement party, but a traditional kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. he came, he prostrated, you know, I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> I put cap on his head, you know, the whole traditional thing. It was quite interesting. And there was, this was even a year, no, it was like two years before I even ever moved to the United States. So it was like a 
tiny uh, ceremony before the main wedding. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then how long did that entire process take before the wedding? Or based off of how you're saying, were you were y'all already engaged before you started like the introduction and stuff? Mm, we were supposed to be. But funny man that he is, he asked me to marry him a day after the introduction. <laughs> I'm like, bro, <laughs> you, we are already, we are already like one step in. If possible, like one and the half step in. Now you are just asking me to get married to you. <laughs> there was no turning back for him. So I don't know why he did that. But anyways. It sounds like it, it, it all worked out in the it end. It all worked out. Exactly. Lucky him. It all worked out. Yeah. Oh, yes. Lucky him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you so you ended up moving to the States, to Baltimore, because that's where your husband was living. Exactly. Um, did he have family here? Or do you know what influenced him to move to Baltimore? Uh, okay. So he has family in Georgia. And he, wore, he studied in Georgia as well. But he got a job in Baltimore. So he moved from Georgia to Baltimore. And that's how he ended up here. Uh, uh-huh. okay. He didn't move to California. He didn't move to New York. He moved to Baltimore. So, but that's okay. <laughs> we give glory <laughs> to God. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you moved to uh, the States around um, 2019. And, and was it just you or did, did your family move? Or are they still back in Nigeria? No, my family is still back in Nigeria. I'm the only one that moved. He stole me from my dad's house at this point. Yeah. Oh, well, now that you guys are married, you're no longer a part of your dad's household. That's what my wife tells me. Please don't, please don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So once you um, once you moved to Baltimore, um, is that when you started uh, Yelly Stitches or was that back in Nigeria? Oh, uh, I started Yelly Stitches back in Nigeria. I started in 2018. Before that, I was teaching. I was tutoring, not really teaching. I was tutoring uh, biology, mathematics and English, I think. But then I was like, I really enjoy teaching because I love to teach. But I was like, let me focus on fashion design because at that point i was already planning to move to the united states so i was like i needed some time to actually build what i'm doing before coming to the united states and not knowing what i'm doing in my life so i did that for about a year before i moved to the united states and i had my own studio space very big i had apprentices i had an assistant oh lord i miss my (sighs) let me look to the future don't let me look at the past (laughs) so i started in 2018 yeah long story short that's when i started but then i i sort of like grew it or i'm still growing it in in the united states Mm, okay um so i i saw that when I had wrote the question and sent it over, I actually didn't uh, end up finishing it, but I, I want to finish the question here. Um, as I had mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm married to a Nigerian woman. I'm actually wearing one of my... Uh, I can uh, see it. I can yeah, see the, it. Yeah, the yeah, traditional... Yeah, uh, yeah the <laughs> um, yes. So in wearing this and like with my wedding, I know that, you know, there's multiple outfit changes. And then even with mm-hmm. um, a show being and stuff like that, you have to get like the really nice hand beaded hand stitched like red george fabric and stuff so i want you to tell me in your own words um and i guess these are also your words as well uh explain to everybody why african fashion truly is luxury fashion in like fabric but also in like culture and tradition 
Now, okay, so I wish you completed this uh, question for me because now I'm feeling stuck. What is why? Why did you do this to me, my brother? Why? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah, yes, African fashion is luxury fashion. Um, the details in the dress, like I feel like when people hear something is African, they just associate it with being cheap, which is because of the lack of knowledge. They don't know. And that's why they think it's cheap. And because we ourselves are African, we have sold ourselves short for some reason that I do not understand. We sell our stuff so cheap. If you go to Etsy, our African stuff, I think is the cheapest set of uh, a dress or materials on Etsy. For some reason, I don't know why we are selling ourselves short and why we are like, uh, making it small when it's something big there's details in it there's uh the culture in it it is rich in culture these colors the prints the symbols they all mean something it's not just a plain fabric everything has a story now the richness of that culture of the history of the heritage of the story makes it luxurious <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> You see, I unstuck myself. Hallelujah. There you go. There you go. Good at thinking on your feet. Um, mm -hmm. So let's continue forward. Um, and, and speaking of thinking and just moving stuff around in your head, mm -hmm. uh, as a designer, can you walk me through the process of designing a piece from, you know, having it up in your head to putting it on paper to a finished product? Okay. So, um, Thank you for asking that question because right now I'm about to start working on my next collection. So the stage I'm in right now is the piecing everything together in my head stage. So the first stage is having tiny dreams about it. I know it's weird, but sometimes I dream about dresses and then I have dreams and I wake up and then I jot them down or I write them down somewhere. And if you check my notes right now, it's all scattered. I'm not sure I will understand what I wrote by the time it's like when it's time for me to make the dress finally, finally. But that is one step of it. Now, the next step is getting the fabrics that I think go with what I want to make. Because what I like to do is I like to like I like to feed this culture to people as little as possible, like small, 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 small. I don't want it to be all up in your face. I'm trying to make it like Afro-futuristic or Afro-Western or something that, you know, you're already used to seeing. You want to see more of it, but I'm giving you just like some African in it so that you don't get choked up. <laughs> with the African. So I'm trying to get fabrics, some fabrics that normally wouldn't go with African print or you probably have never seen it with African print before and I just want to put them together, make something great. So I'm just rambling at this point. I'm really rambling. Let me, let me write it down. Okay, so the first thing is jotting down my ideas. The next thing is probably sketching it out because I don't really sketch out. But when I get around to it, yes, it's possible that I'll sketch it out. Then the next thing is getting the fabrics for the particular, whatever it is that is in my head to make. And then the last thing is executing it and putting everything together. Moving on to the next question. Um, it's 2022 now. So I think it was either in 2021 or 2020. Uh, Yele Stitches, you hosted a fashion show during New York Fashion Week at the RL Hotel. In that was this year. 
It was oh, February, was, February this year. Uh-huh. It was February of this year. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. Thank um, you. So you had your fashion show at New York Fashion Week, and then one of your designs or a picture of your design was uh, was placed on um, the Instagram account for the Disney movie uh, Cru- Cruella. Yeah. Trouble yeah. pronouncing that. Um, <laughs> How did those experiences help you devolve? Um, I'm sorry, help you evolve as a designer? I feel like a lot of times when when people hit those milestones, it's like it's like two things. Like first of all, by the time you get to hit that milestone, you're like, I'm already thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, when you hit the milestone, you kind of feel, you know for lack of a better word, a little validated, like, ah, okay, so what I'm doing is correct. So mm-hmm. can you tell me about how those experiences helped you evolve as a designer? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what can I say? I think, um, okay, let's start with New York Fashion Week. So New York Fashion Week, I didn't expect that kind of turnout. The turnout was great. It was amazing. Everybody was supportive, especially the fact that it was somewhere that I don't even live. I don't live in New York and, you know, there was still a great turnout. I was very appreciative. I was very humbled to see such a great turnout, to see such support and, you know, everything like that. It was fantastic. And then the Cruella thing, I I was very surprised that Disney put it on. I was very surprised because... Uh, it was Halloween and I wanted to do something different. So if you look at the picture, I used African prints, black and white African prints to make the Corella dress because I was trying to like make a statement with it that uh, we could use African prints to make something like this, like something big and something that everybody's seen that is featured in movies. We could use African prints to also get the same result. So that was like the statement that I was trying to portray. And the fact that Disney saw it, and they liked it. I wouldn't say it made me feel validated. I was just, I was happy. It's just, it's, 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 it's just happiness. Let's just put that as happiness. And then uh, the fact that that happened, uh, it has pushed me to do something bigger or to work harder. It's just pushing me to do more, to, to be better. We'll be right back after a quick break, and when we return, I continue my conversation with Yele of Yele Stitches. I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. And before the break, my guest Yele Adelusi talked about using her early successes as a driving force to continue with her fashion business, Yele Stitches. As we continue our talk, Yele talks about some of her local collaborations. First of all, I wish I did more or I could do more. I'm still looking out for more collaborations. Um, I've collaborated with um, photographers, um, accessories accessory makers and i've um, collaborated with an artist co-piece i don't know if you know co-piece but i collaborated with co-piece one time um to like sort of like have a blend of luxury and urban to give it like an urban luxury feel uh i collaborated with psycho designs she's also she's my colleague sister at the motto house because that's where i'm a resident artist um so those are the people that I've collaborated with right now. And I'm looking forward to more collaborations, more epic, epic collaborations with uh, more and more people. And I'm actually in the talks to collaborate with Akio Evans. I don't know if you know Akio. So very humbled to like be in conversation with someone like him because I highly respect him. He's 
is dope. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. What do you look for in a fellow collaborator? Are you are you focused on like the products that they have, or are you are you more focused on like the personality and the vibe that they bring, or is it a balance of both? It's it's a balance of both. I love great personalities. I love great energy. When I'm working with people, I love the energy flow. I love the way it's like we are thinking the same thing and we are pushing each other to do better and pushing each other to like make things work. Like for example, the collaboration I had with Cold Peace, I didn't expect it to work because it was Udis. We were going to work with Udis. And I'm like, my pieces and Udis, I don't see how that worked, but somehow one way or the other, we made it work and it was very, very cool. So like, it's not just about the product, it's about the energy and it's about the intellectual challenge that comes with it. Let's just put it that way. So yeah. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so staying on the uh, local and the collaboration um, angle, you know, mm-hmm. we live in the DMV area. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, Baltimore or DC or maybe just the DMV as a whole could ever reach the kind of um, heights that New York and California have in terms of uh, creativity and influence on the culture? Mm. Uh, I don't know. We have a long way to go, like a long way to go. Like if we open up our hearts, open up our minds and have more collaborations and I don't know. Like, I feel like we have a long way to go, but never say never. It's possible. It could happen one way or the other, but we have a long way to go in the appreciation of art, in the appreciation of fashion, because it's not just the creatives. The creatives are ready. It's just, will the people embrace what we are bringing? Will they embrace this uh, artistic angle that we are trying to work at and stuff like that? So we have a long way to go, but it is possible. It is possible. What do, what do you think it would um, take for us to embrace that collaboration and just embrace one another uh, in, in this region? Because I agree with you. I think that we could definitely do it. But I think our biggest the biggest thing holding us back is we're so concerned with um, kind of taking all the shine for ourselves yes. and lifting up each other. Yes, exactly. Taking up the shine. That, I, I think that's the biggest problem, the taking up the shine part. Uh, and the fact that the big people don't want to collaborate with the small people. And then there's the fact that everybody's like, exposure doesn't pay the bills, you know, that kind of stuff. And I really do understand that exposure does not pay the bills. Believe me, I know. But as like, if we keep having that mentality of everyone is on their own, we would not do anything big. We need to collaborate. We need to work together. We need to push something that will not just be good for the gram, but will be business for everybody. It's not just be something that, oh, we're just coming together to just have fun. It's something that we're coming together to make money for each person, like something that will create business for each person that is involved. So that it's not just that we're thinking about just the exposure, but we're also thinking about getting paid at the same time. We have to balance it out. And the big people have to collaborate with the small people. Come on. We've got to do that. <laughs> In a 2021 interview, uh, you said, quote, when I create my designs, it's from the standpoint of where I come from and my culture and finding a balance for that right now is difficult. And if you can remember and, and want to share what made finding that balance difficult and, and do you think you've now found that balance? Hmm. I still haven't found the balance, my brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm trying every day. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying every day because like what people want is different from what, um, what I want to give them. And that's it. But I think that's a problem for every creative. It's not just me. It has to be everyone. Like you have these great ideas in your head that you want to give people, but you cannot force it down their throat. They have to want it to collect it from you. So finding that balance between what I want to give and what people want to receive is still something that I'm trying to like find every day. Like it's, I'm still trying to strike that balance every day. So I'm still working on it. And if you have the secret recipe, please, okay, Sister Hope. <laughs> I don't know if I have the, um, I don't know if I have the secret recipe, but I do uh, agree. But what, what I also think a lot of times is depending on what it is, people don't know what they want. Until exactly. You them, exactly. You know? There's that part too. I know it has gotten better compared to before. Um, and that's why I said that I'm now I'm trying to like give it to people little by little. Now I'm trying to like, it's like, I'm trying to spoon feed them instead of like saying, ramming it down their throat. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to spoon feed people looking, looking at what they normally like, the luxury they normally love to enjoy, the kind of jackets, kind of clothes that they normally would like to, right. And then adding just a little to speak of the extra that I have to give little by little by little. And before you know it, they'll want all of it and not just little of it. That's what I'm hoping for. Them. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be it. Cool. Um, so we're going to start wrapping up here. You you spoke about your collaboration with uh, Akio Evans. Um, and I know that that one's still in the works. Uh, mm -hmm. But what else is coming up next for you? What are the projects you're working on? Okay, so like I mentioned before, I am working on my uh, winter collection. Right now, I'm already sourcing the fabrics. The fabrics are, are, are you know, they're on the boats right now or in the air, one of the with they're getting to me very soon and uh, there's going to be like a huge fashion shoot in the fall i'm hoping that it's around august september but it depends on how fast i can make my pieces so uh there'll be a, like a call for models for photographers for creative directors for anybody who, who wants to be a part of it period like anyone who is ready to make it great to make it blow up we are taking baltimore over amen is a prayer at this point <laughs> but like that's the that's the dream the dream is to get a huge huge kind of collaborative energy where there's everybody that is doing something and we are trying to get business for everybody you know put your video out there put your pictures out there tag everybody tag everybody tag that's what we're working on. <laughs> that's what i'm working on for fall though for with my next collection and also um the photographs that are going to be there are going to be featured in my magazine because i have a yale magazine so all the contents are going to be featured and all the credits are going to be given to everybody that has to be credited and then that's that uh in july i am going to be in detroit uh on a book tour with uh a an author so she i'm going to be at shops on top in detroit and i'll be like be the main vendor and i'll have my stuff on display um what else do i have i feel like there's more but i keep forgetting every time it's interview time i <laughs> i just forget all the things that i have planned i just think just you know 
talking with you and and seeing the amount of passion and energy that you have i don't mm -hmm. doubt that you're gonna you're gonna do something big in the city so i'm i'm gonna keep looking out and watching out um, yes and you're invited to the collaborative shoot too anything that you want to do for the collab we are free like you're baltimore based right yeah okay yes then i'll be happy to have you during the shoot as well if you're interested <laughs> oh yeah absolutely I'll, I'll let my wife know she's always looking to find um new uh like fashion designers especially mm -hmm. uh one that would be uh black owned you know african owned mm -hmm. especially of course nigerian so mm -hmm. she would definitely love that and um i i just want to say that i appreciate the fact that so much of your passion in the in what you do is focused on collaboration because like you said before that's like one of our um you know our weak spots in in, in mm -hmm. this dmv region and mm -hmm. that's how i feel is i want to really my plan is to turn you know the dmv into the next great cultural epicenter and yeah amen. i am just happy to know that there's more people out there you know like you um that have that same that same passion and that same that same dream so i think um like you said we might have a long way to go but that doesn't mean it's it it's won't impossible. happen yes 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 that's it that's fantastic it. awesome mm -hmm. so um is it okay if i call you yelly yeah <laughs> okay, I just want I just want to be sure. I just want to be sure. I know uh, you, you got to be, um, you know, respect is always first in the Nigerian culture. So I oh, come on! <laughs> what do you want to call me before, Mama Yele? <laughs> oh, I was just going to call you. I was just going to call you by your full name. That was it. And of course, you know, I don't know how old you are, so I'm not going to ask you your age. So I, I just always want to be uh, always want to be um, respectful. And besides, if uh, I know how the Nigerian community is, if word got back to my wife that I was I was being disrespectful oh come on <laughs> you're fine it's gonna be over for me uh so that is all i have uh yele thank you mm -hmm. so much for the opportunity thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate you reaching out to me like this is like the first podcast or interview that i've had with someone from baltimore imagine oh, cool. that Yes. You know, I feel like there's a lot that we could say about that, but I just want to say I'm glad that um that we got the chance to talk and I hope that it was a good experience for you. Very wonderful experience. I enjoyed myself. Thank you so very, very much. That was Yele Adelusi of Yele Stitches. Head over to yellastitches.com to experience African luxury and take a look at some of Yele's beautiful creations. And you can also keep up with Yele on IG at Yele Stitches. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Local Color. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jason V, and distributed by Your Public Studios. New episodes of Local Color drop the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to rate five stars and leave a review. Learn more about Local Color at wypr.org.